<laughs> we're not we haven't started right this isn't <laughs> oh no we've started that's totally gonna make it that's how we're starting <laughs> right there that's fair okay put that in <laughs> Welcome to the See You in the Morning podcast. Here, Craig Price and I, Cammie Wilcox, are on a quest to interview each member of the Calvin and Margaret Price family. Let's see who we're interviewing today. And so we'll just jump in. So Eric, where do you get your sense of humor from? Uh, I would say, sorry, Barb, probably from my dad's side. Mm-hmm. Probably from my dad, um, or the most of it. Um, I don't know that the Calvin Price side is is, is very, they, they seem to be more serious, and not in a bad way. It's just less humor. <laughs> but my dad's side is more, I think, a little more humorous, but depending on who you're talking to, it could probably be borderline inappropriate, which is probably why I enjoy it. (laughs) So, so yeah, I would say my dad and his family. That's too funny. I feel like you and Alan are cut from the same cloth, Eric. Yeah, very much so. (laughs) Very much so. I actually lived with Alan and Michelle for a while in California for a couple months. Years really? and years and years ago. Yeah, loved it. It was when they lived in Hemet. Hemet, gotcha. Yeah. And what were you doing? Just... So I was working for Uncle Doug. It was after my mission. And I had lived with my brother Jeremy and his wife Sandy for a while. And then Alan and Michelle for a bit. And then... um moved to Fresno for like a year working for Uncle Doug and then went to school. So it was fun. Yeah, I was gonna say actually I didn't I don't and he's my own brother and I don't think I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't long, but that's when it was like JB was working there and Alan and And Scott. They all lived Scott and Jeremy yep. and yeah, it was fun. It seems yeah, like this yeah. will be a fun cue because Cody's worked for Uncle. A lot of people have worked for Uncle Doug. <laughs> it's like a rite of passage, yeah. Because <laughs> I know Tom did and Jeremy did for a long time, and yep. And then I did, yeah. So, yeah, and loved it. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys definitely got more on the career side. I can say I worked for him, but that was only because we went down for one summer and for like a month and. I mean, we were changing light bulbs and weather stripping for like a buck each. And that was how we got paid. So we did we a lot the... of the like bulbs and exit signs. And uh, I don't remember really. It's been so long, but it was good times. Yeah, that is really awesome that he did that. So where, where were you going to school? Uh, I had gone to... Uh, gone to school in Orem to start at what's now what's now UVU, Utah Valley, um, and then went to school in Portland. Yeah, just cruising around on a motorcycle and getting hit up for change by everybody <laughs> under the Burnside Bridge waiting for the train. So. Yep. <laughs> no, I I love 
I loved Portland. Portland has changed a bit since I lived there, but I I loved it there. Yeah, I didn't want to move. In fact, when I did an internship in Las Vegas, I was the plan was just to go back to Portland and then I ended up staying in Vegas, but I would I could live in Portland anytime or anywhere in the Northwest, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. A great area. Now, you said motorcycle too, Eric. Actually, for I think you had one in Vegas too, didn't you? Um, I don't I had one, but I don't I don't remember if I ever took it down there because I didn't want to die. <laughs> um, rightfully so i i can understand because for uh, for quite a long time i would keep it at either my brother's house or in my parents garage but and just ride it when i was home um but i don't remember if i ever had it down in down in las vegas it's just been too long but so what kind of a motorcycle was it oh uh, it was just a honda vtx just a it was a big bike, but just a Honda, nothing special, <laughs> but I loved it. I actually crashed once with a girl on the back and it was like our first or second date. <laughs> and um, we were going really slow. So when I crashed, I, I just assumed she wasn't hurt, but I remember <laughs> have, having to, I was like running to check the bike. <laughs> and I had to like stop midway there to because I remembered I should probably check on my date first. <laughs> so, were there more yeah. dates after that, or was she done? <laughs> probably done, but I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. But if I cared more about the bike, it was probably not meant to be. Yeah. And why culinary school? Uh, well, if someone were, to, someone were to ask me now why I'm a chef, I'd say I made a lot of bad decisions in life that <laughs> led me to my current state. But um, I think at the time, like, I, I was just really struggling with what to do. And that was kind of the only thing I thought I would be good at at the time, I think. Mm-hmm. And was just really having a hard time. And I just figured moving away would probably solved my problems so I just randomly picked a city and went there actually so and it was great I mean it's turned out great but I don't think anything truly sent me that way just wanting to get away so you, you bring up something interesting though Eric because I I still feel this way sometimes like I I have a business and a career that I've established but I don't know. There's just sometimes I still feel like, what am I doing? <laughs> so, but, but I mean, you at least you're like, let's just go off to school, you know, a whole new city. Like that's, I think that's pretty cool. So you're willing to even do that. Yeah. I mean, I, it was probably dumb at the time because I moved up there and I didn't even have a place to live. I uh, rented a little U-Haul and took like the, tiny few things I had and drove around all day looking for an apartment so and then finally found one but I was so far out of the city that and I didn't think it through because I didn't have a car so so where did you live 
when I first moved there, I lived uh, like on 60th and Burnside. Oh, wow. So pretty far out. And then after like a year, um, I moved downtown and just lived in a little tiny uh, studio apartment. I actually loved living there, but it was just a converted hotel into these little apartments. Yeah, so it I was had, probably 300 square feet. I had a similar similar experience. I, I lived on the north side uh, in someone's basement, actually, close to school uh, for a year. And then the second year I moved uh, downtown at like 12th and Lincoln. And really? um, yeah, in a studio apartment. And it was so incredibly small, but it was all mine. And I, I loved it. It was, it's kind of fun. I loved being yeah, in it, town. It's what made me love Portland was just having my own little place and being downtown, like you said, and just, I just, it was awesome. I loved it. Is it that minimalist living style, lifestyle that you like too? Like I, to me that appeals. Yeah, it may have been, um, and I think it was the first time I'd ever lived alone. I realized I liked that. Um, <laughs> like if I wanted to go at midnight and get food, no one was judging me or <laughs> I could just walk around and do whatever I wanted. By the way, I love, are you, I don't, are you the only one that calls your mom Barb? I feel like that's a thing. Uh, it really is a thing for some reason. We all seem to do it. Like all my siblings probably took off because when we were young, my dad hated it. So why wouldn't? Right. It? <laughs> it's kind of just stuck. If I were to guess who started it, I'd say Tom. Um, Tom's better at pushing buttons. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at it, but Tom has mastered it. So. <laughs> What was it so like being ever, the middle child, Eric? I don't know if I would have ever considered myself the middle because I think Tom and I were so close in age that everything was kind of the same for us. Jeremy was older, and then so it was like Amy, Tom, Amy. and I hanging out. And then Jen and Stan were kind of in their own group for a kind while. Kind of the tail end, huh? Yeah. Because Tom and I are only... 18 months apart probably oh wow so oh yeah you're I, definitely you know, we not went to high apart. school together we in my mind we were friends in high school who knows <laughs> when i left on my mission jen in my mind was just still a young child yeah and when i came home she was very mature and you know, I had cute friends and really <laughs> cool. And and I remember before I left, she wanting to like hang out sometimes with me and I'd be like, oh, you're too little, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then I came home and I'm like, oh, I want to hang out with you and your friends. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you're too old. Because I vaguely <laughs> remember the other price side. I just remember going to their house in Wyoming and hanging out. 
So Alan and I were outside playing catch, just throwing the baseball. And um, I went to throw the ball to Alan and to Alan and right behind him, I could see something walking in the tall grass. And I thought it was a bear. And so I'm thinking there's this huge brown bear like 10 feet behind Alan because its head was down in the grass. So all I could see was its back. Mm -hmm. And like I stopped like right as I'm about to throw it. And I'm like trying to speak, but like nothing's coming out. (laughs) And I'm like, finally I'm like, run, there's a bear. And we went running around the back of the cabin and up the stairs into the kitchen and all the parents were gone somewhere. And, and we're like screaming, there's a bear, there's a bear. So like all the little kids are crying and scared. <laughs> so then we, we go out on the deck and there was a, a moose and her calf walking across the yard. So, but we had, at the, in the moment it was a bear and we were dead. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was, a, that was, super scary at the time you know it's such a a fun memory that cabin because i remember so it had like that fireplace in the middle of that like living room or whatever Uh, and we'd all just sleep on the floor yep yeah i remember that yeah so many great memories from both sides of the family like so that cabin my grandparents had built and lived in for years. And then when my grandpa couldn't live there anymore uh, for health reasons, um, my dad and his brothers bought the cabin from their parents. Um, But I think it just got to a point where some of the siblings didn't want to hold on to it anymore. And some did. And I think it, was probably turning contentious and so they sold it but uh yeah we miss it it's been it's been too many years without it and i in fact my wife and i have looked a few times to see if it's gone back on the market to see if we could buy it but it hasn't yet well then maybe up there a few months ago with my parents up in jackson hole to see a show and uh my mom and I went and knocked on the door while Doug and Haley waited in the car, but nobody <laughs> answered. Oh, so you actually did go up to it, though. That's awesome. Yeah, we just wanted to see. We just wanted to peek inside, so we stared in the windows for a few minutes, my mom and I. But So if they were home, I'm sure they enjoyed watching us stare at <laughs> Nobody came to the door, so. Oh, man. But, yeah, we miss it. So tell us about your mom because that story definitely makes her seem very very brave and bold well yes barb is definitely both of those things barbs how do you describe barb she's she's amazing um Mm -hmm. in fact just tonight we were playing games at my at my in-law's house and some people stopped by and Haley was telling this girl how much she loved Barb. When I was little, my mom made us all go outside and play, which I'm sure was daily so she could, you know, clean and 
get a minute without us. And I heard her say in the other, oh, I was in my bedroom and she thought I was outside. And I heard her say, those damn kids. (laughs) (laughs) She was all by herself. And the guilt that came over me for being a bad kid was overwhelming. So I, I made mom swear. (laughs) And I've, I've, I've never heard her swear again. In fact, there's been multiple occasions where Tom and I have offered money to get her to swear. <laughs> and she she's almost taken us up on on the offer. Um, one time we offered her a few hundred dollars to tell another one of my siblings that the food that they made for dinner was crap, but swearing. <laughs> she almost did it. Like, like, was asking to see the funny. In the end, she didn't go come go through with it. So, you're a good lady, Barb. Like, she's pretty stout, man. That's awesome. You know, I also think of her as like a wealth of knowledge. Like, she she knows a lot of things. She's got a lot of good info. She does, and I have to tease her and tell her. But my mom, since I was an early age, has thought, and maybe this is a grandma or grandpa thing, I don't know, but to her, if if it's broken, put hydrogen peroxide on it. (laughs) (laughs) So our whole lives have been, oh, just gargle with hydrogen peroxide. She's going to be so bugged. But somehow she seems to know how to cure everything. That's her wealth of knowledge. But the cure-all is hydrogen peroxide. Actually, one time she decided to clean my contacts with hydrogen peroxide when I was in (laughs) high school. And she didn't tell me she had put hydrogen peroxide in my contact case to, like, deep clean them. (laughs) And I put them in my eyes. So. Yeah. I will never forget that, Barb. (laughs) <laughs> good thing you can laugh about it now <laughs> well I haven't been able to see out of my left eye since then so. <laughs> but, but I've forgiven her so I mean I always remember the house in Provo in the cul-de-sac yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Orem actually Orem that's right yeah so we moved there when I was 12 I believe from Provo but yeah, it was in it was in a cul-de-sac. It's actually not anymore. Like the area has been so developed that most of the homes in that area have been removed. So there's just a, a few homes left for golf courses and they widen the highway and it's kind of disappeared. Yeah, we lived there from twelve until geez, I bet my parents moved out of there. 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, Santa Quinn. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am thinking about this house. Like, I remember the swing set in the backyard. And I also just, like, vaguely have a memory of a unicycle. Was that you? <laughs> yeah. <that's> mine. <laughs> um, I, I did. I worked for my neighbor, my mom's best friend her husband had a concrete business and I worked for him for a lot of years 
like before and after my mission. And he was a big unicycle rider, had small ones and huge ones where he's, you know, six, eight feet off the ground. And you'd see him at night riding around the neighborhood. And <laughs> one day he just gave me one because because I'd work, I worked for him. So when we were slow at work, I would practice on his unicycles. And so one day he gave me one of them. And uh, I never really was that good at it. But um, in fact, I told my wife recently about the unicycle. And <laughs> she said, we're lucky we're still married. So <laughs> true story. <laughs> well, in my mind, like I was pretty little, uh, but in my mind, you were actually pretty good at it. And sure, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, and the driveway was <laughs> sloped a fair amount. And I remember you going down the driveway, and I was sure that you were going to die. Like that seemed like <laughs> the most dangerous thing. And I'm sure if I visited the house now, I'd be like, it's not that sloped. But in my head, it was you were driving, going down a mountain here on a unicycle. And. Uh. So yeah, I was yeah, impressed. It was pretty. It wasn't sloped too much, but it was a great starting point. Like I would lean against our basketball hoop and yeah, go down the hill on the driveway and down the road. <laughs> so man, I was such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so we actually have a question from Andy for you. So oh, his okay. question is, can you slalom water ski? Uh, no. Uh, in fact, the one and only time I think I ever tried water skiing um, was right before my mission or a few months before my mission with Uncle Roger and Aunt Lynette up at Bear Lake. And I tore my knee. Oh, <laughs> water skiing. And uh, yeah, I had to go to physical therapy while I was in the MTC. Oh, man. My dad would have to come get me once a week and <laughs> take me to physical hey, therapy. That was my one and only time. I don't even remember how well I did. I just, I remember crashing and it, my knee felt funny, but it didn't hurt. And then we went. I went to get in the boat and it was just like floppy. I mean, it hurt much, much later. Yeah. Like that night when it stiffened up, but when it happened, it was just, it was weird. So my water ski career ended. So where did you go on your mission? I went to Micronesia. Oh, speaking. So. Uh, Marshallese. Man, that yeah. doesn't sound easy. <laughs> um, so I spent the first three months on Guam speaking English and then went to the Marshall Islands for the, for the last well, 20, 20 months or whatever it is. So yeah, I loved it. Loved, loved the language, loved learning a language. I don't know if I loved that language, but I mean, just the process of learning a language was fun. Yeah. So. How was the food there? Um, a lot of spam, a lot of rice, 
um, but a lot of seafood, which was great. A lot yeah. of lobster and fish, and but mostly spam and canned tuna on rice. But I still love spam to this. I was day. gonna say, do you still like it? Yeah, that's awesome. I avoid it because the sodium would probably give me a stroke and the yeah. <laughs> the other ingredients would probably put me into cardiac arrest. But, um, but yeah, I love it. In fact, when, when Haley and I were first married or maybe even dating, when the girls were young, I made like spam mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And the girls and I like just sat there devouring it while Haley like waited outside because she couldn't stand the fact that spam was being cooked in her house how did you meet Haley uh yeah we met online in fact our wedding cake said had a topper that said hashtag swiped right (laughs) uh, I was living in Utah in Salt Lake and she was living in Logan which was funny because I, I wasn't huge on Tinder. I only had like one picture and like nothing on my profile except I think it said like cat hater. <laughs> and it's like that's the point, one. <laughs> yeah, our paths crossed because it was like a five mile radius for me. So at some point she must have been near where I worked or where I lived for us to match up. So. And then we had matched, but I never said anything to her. And then two or three weeks later, she said, she sent me a question or a text and it just said, do you hate all cats? Like, that's how our relationship started. (laughs) And I responded and said, just the ones that aren't dead yet. (laughs) (laughs) True story. That was how we met. Oh, man. She, you reeled her in off of that one, huh? Yeah, she was hooked. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it's dude. a shock. When, you, when I think back on it, it's a shock that we ever even tried to talk after that. But... <laughs> you don't own a cat, right? <laughs> no, but we, we almost bought one a few years ago. <laughs> we went to the pet store the um the girls wanted a pet, a pet so bad and so we went to the pet store and we're walking around petco with and Addie, the oldest was holding this cat and after a little while i noticed that her face and neck and arms were just covered oh. with hives and we're like oh, you, man. Can't, you can't have that you're so allergic and she's like sobbing it's like I just want it so bad. <laughs> but we have a dog now because I lost a bet. <sighs> well, I'm a big BYU sports fan. You know, I grew up mm-hmm. in Provo, Norum. Yep. And I live in Logan, where you despise BYU and you love USU. And they were playing in football. We were at a neighbor's house right after we got married, I think, um, play, watching USU and BYU in football. USU hadn't beat BYU for years and years and years. So I said to the girls, they'd been, 
begging and begging and begging for a dog because Haley had told them if she ever got remarried, they she'd buy them a dog. Years <laughs> before, and of course they remembered it. Of course. of course. So, so I said, okay, if if USU beats BYU, I'll buy you a dog because I was trying to be like the cool new stepdad. <laughs> and you, Utah State made this big comeback and came back and whooped BYU's butt. <laughs> and uh, we were able to like stall forever. Like we're like, well, then Haley got pregnant. We're like, well, we can't. Haley's like, I don't want one while I'm pregnant. And then she's like, oh, I don't want one while we have a newborn. And then we moved and we're like, oh, we don't want one in our new house. And, <laughs> and yeah, we finally just had to get it. So. And what kind of dog is it? She's a Cavapoo. Oh, those are so cute. They're like the she teddy is. bear she's dogs. She's actually super cute. Yeah, we love her. It, she's super great. Like, she's just chill. So, and she's tiny. She weighs 10 pounds. Oh, that's so, so fun. So she fits she's right a- in, just hanging out, chill. She just hangs out, and her and Noah are best friends. It's pretty cute. So. Yeah. How old were the girls when you guys got married? Um, so Addie was, in fact, we were just talking about this tonight because she just turned 18 two days ago. Whoa. Um, but she was 12. And then Sienna, who's turned 16 next month, she would have been 10, I guess. So. It doesn't seem that long ago, but then when I think back, like with Addie just turning 18 and how, t- how young she was when, when I met Haley, like it's been a long time. Yeah. So. Jeez, man, that's <laughs> wild. And how old is Noah now? He's three. He'll be four in July. So. Man, I bet those older sisters spoil him oh they're amazing actually like um when we first when Haley first got pregnant um sienna really struggled the younger one Mm -hmm. like addy was just always on board for everything um she was very mature for her age like like wanted her mom to date wanted her mom to get married um where sienna just was very unsure about everything um but she did not want us to have a baby and she did not want to to realize how babies come about (laughs) and really really struggled with the marriage and the thoughts of a baby but man she's just an unbelievable sister both of them are but the bond between those three is is pretty magical so that's awesome. Yeah. In fact, Addy said, it's probably been a year, but she said, can you imagine life without Noah? And it's pretty great because they can have such good memories of their dad before he passed away and then be able to understand, you know, that there's an addition to the family and yeah, everybody's still, you know, their dad's still in the family, but now Noah and myself are in the family and they're open to it. So I mean they got a cool second dad. 
Right? I, mean, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, well, I screw most things up. I mean, I didn't know. I still don't, but I didn't know what is appropriate and what is inappropriate to say in front of a preteen and a 10 year old. I mean, I still don't. But, but yeah, like it'd be night after night where we'd get into bed and he'd be like, okay, you said this and this and this. Today. You don't, you don't say those things. <laughs> or I, parenting I, lessons you know, after over the years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't suited for it, but I think we've, yeah, I think we've come a long way. So. Oh, that's awesome. Tell when us, Haley tell listens us. to this, she'll be like, oh, you have so far to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to have you tell us more about Haley. Cause I, I honestly, I think I've met Haley a, just maybe a couple, like twice. Uh, she's awesome. Um, what else? Is that all you want to know? <laughs> she is as of like the last week like working for this guy just three or four hours a week testing games like board games like a cousin of mine on my other side of the family she works for a game company and um thought Haley would be interested in testing games so like we get sent games and then like we'll play them and give feedback because it's like in pre-production okay um so we've this only done a couple awesome. i know but it's pretty cool so then when they get enough feedback they'll like change things and then send it back and we'll try and play it again and she's just getting started but um it seems fun we don't really know but the couple that we've gotten have been more geared for teenagers so i've found them boring but the kids have loved every bit of it and they've given like really good feedback, like the nephews and nieces and yeah. the girls. Um, so honestly, I don't really think I'm playing them. I'm more just observing, but um, they're all pretty good ideas. They're just in such an early stage that there's a lot that can be left out and a lot that's needed and, so and then they just go back and then we'll research more stuff and i mean she's just so new into it it's only you know three or four hours a week and so it's we'll see we're just getting started i guess so. that sounds very cool i love yeah. that yeah. am i right that Haley's family lives close ish yes so so we live in smithfield which is north of logan okay um just a few miles and then her parents live just a few miles from us where she grew up so she grew up in smithfield where we live okay and then she has a brother who lives near he, he lives here in the valley and then she has one sister who lives in boise um her husband is in the air force so they live up at the uh, base just out of boise moving up here was such a change um just both professionally and just i guess in every way but um but yeah i it's definitely home like we i love it here i 
Um, and Haley's never really lived outside of the Valley, I don't think. So she loves it. Yeah. And that's crazy. So obviously did the getting married and then finding her to work at a restaurant up there, is that kind of the, what happened? You know, all of a sudden you live up there, you needed to find work. Yeah. So for the first two or three years we were married, I just commuted to Salt Lake, but actually enjoyed the commute most of the time. Uh, it gives you time after you've spent 12 hours yelling at a bunch of kids. <laughs> it gives you time to unwind. Um, and then just, there was a restaurant that had reached out a few times, but we had always turned them down and then um, they reached out again and uh, made another offer and Haley said I was taking the job because she didn't want me to commute anymore. Well, at least you're close now though too, right? So you get to spend more time hopefully with the family. Yeah, it was it was better and I think it's helped, you know, our little family grow yeah. closer and learn more about each other and uh blend like i know i guess it's not really a blend because i didn't bring anything but me to it but a blend for them because they've had to you know have a fat stepdad so <laughs> i'm sure that's changed and credit to those girls because if i had been their age and some fat dude was dating my mom I wouldn't have had one bit of that. (laughs) (laughs) So, really, quite a lot of change. I mean, yeah, with you know, their dad was sick for so long, and then, um, so I think a lot of their memories are, you know, of that at a young age, and then, um, yeah, Haley was the single mom for a lot of years, and then, um. I don't know how many years actually, but I think it was Noah that kind of just, he was the glue. Like he really just made it close and made it a family. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. He's just, he's awesome. And those girls are just so in love with him. It's, it's fun to watch. In fact, Addie, you know, leaves for college in a few months and there's been a lot of tears of knowing that, she she's going to be away from Noah, so it's pretty sweet. That is really sweet. Where is she going? Does she have plans for that yet? Yeah, she's going to go with some of her girlfriends to Cedar City to SUU. So, and they're excited. Southern Utah University. So that's awesome. Yeah, she's super excited, and I think she's super nervous, which is good and normal and yeah totally appropriate (laughs) super excited to be done with school and with high school and yeah for which is silly because i i actually think real life is starting to kick in for her quite a bit um you know as she looks at living on her own and money and job and all these things and so she's trying to enjoy it, but I think it's also very daunting, which we all remember that age. So. Yeah, it's a lot. 
You start those life lessons. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we want to push her to be as independent as she can and learn a lot. But, you know, Haley, Haley reminds me 20 times a day that it's Addie's last everything. So, like, next week is her last spring break. So we have to make it memorable. And oh. it's her last Easter at home. And so I'm sure that's, I'm sure every day, I'll get told it's her last, it's her last March 28th. So So something special has got to be done. See, these are the things that I shouldn't say that I say. No, you only be in trouble for a little bit, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And those girls are going to have thick skin just because of you. It's great. (laughs) They can deal with lots of things. That's, that's exactly right. I'm only preparing them. That's this. right. <laughs> so, Haley's family is pretty relentless with the teasing. So <laughs> I just fit right in. So. I was going to ask too, do you do, because you, I mean, I think being as a chef as a career, I'd get home and I wouldn't want to cook. Yeah, that's my always my question too. Do you cook at home? Uh, you know, a lot of days, certainly not. Um, I think it depends on you just how the week's going or like if I see a, something online or on a show that is like, Ooh, I want to try cooking something like that. Then I'll do it. But I would say most on weekends I'll cook, but yeah, usually not during the week. It's two teenagers, so I'd say half the week we're at Cafe Rio or Jimmy John's or, (laughs) you know, like Sienna's at soccer every day and, you know, Addie has her million things. So I don't know. It's just a cereal or Noah loves pancakes. So we eat those a lot. (laughs) And then, yeah, usually on Sundays, I'll cook or Saturday night or something, but that's about it. I noticed that uh, Haley posted about Addie's birthday and you were, you were baking dessert. Do you, do you bake a lot? I do not bake a lot, but I love to bake. Um, It's always, mm, it, it's right up there with cooking for me. Um, and I'm not as into it as I used to be only for lack of time, I think. But, um, but yeah, Addie asked if I would make desserts, which I love doing. So, yeah, um, we sent, we sent her and all her girlfriends to dinner and then, yeah, they came back to the house for dessert and she loved, she loved that for her, for her 18th. <laughs> So, and then I promised I'd cook like a barbecue night for all of her guy friends. <laughs> so the next week or so, she wants just guys to come over and have like a a steak night and watch basketball. So, Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. So you I want to get got... married. So there's another guy around. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you get, you get a lot of different uh, variety at your house, you know, 18 year old and then a three year old. There's a, 
right? It, it's hard because we, yeah, we tell the girls, like, we want them to hang out here, you know? So we've tried to make the house a place where they want to hang out. And so we're like, bring your friends over, bring your friends over. And then at like 10 o'clock, we're like, shut up, your brother's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, they usually filter out by then. And plus, if they're here, Noah's downstairs with them. In fact, on her when her friends, Addie's friends were all here for her birthday the other night, they were downstairs and all we could hear from upstairs was Noah asking them what type of fake ice cream they wanted because all he wanted to do was play ice cream shop. <laughs> so they don't do anything but have to entertain Noah, which is pretty cute. So That's awesome. Can we talk about the restaurant a little bit? Do you get to control the menus or do you get to come up with ideas? How does, how does that all work? Uh, so actually last a year ago, I guess, um, some really good friends of ours were um, approached about purchasing a, a property in Bear Lake and they asked if we wanted to run it um, and go in with them. And so, yeah, a year ago, I left the restaurant I was at and we started in Bear Lake, um, took over a place. Um, so that's what we're doing now. But previous to that, that, that restaurant and hotel, that group that I was working for, yeah, everything was, was my call. So all that was elements, were, right? Yeah. So all the menus were mine. Um, I was over like all the catering for the conference centers and the hotels and just, ev yeah, everything went through me and then my staff. So um, loved the well, job, but when this new opportunity came up a year, a year ago, it was just too good to say no. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because when we went and saw you, that was like, you guys like restaurants were finally opening back up because of COVID, which like I, f I feel for you having to deal with that. Right. Like, I mean, everybody was dealing with it, but specifically your re the restaurant, right. It seemed like that was a little bit of a hit for everybody in the restaurant scene. Yeah. And... I mean, as you guys know, and you know, I don't not, I don't want to say anything political, but so many hasty decisions were made where, you know, one, one city decided to shut down restaurants and bars and theaters. So then it's just dominoes and yeah. suddenly, suddenly governments are saying that's how it's going to end. We're going to, you know, you can, you can go into Walmart with 10,000 people, but if you go into a restaurant, you're going to get COVID. So, so yeah, we were shut down for a while and, um, I started doing like meal kits, like take home and like kind of like blue apron style. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, and it really actually took off and to the point where like all the other restaurants in the Valley started doing them after a couple months. Um, so we did those and it kept everybody employed and um, until we could open back up and then for a long time, there was still like every other table and just some like silly nonsensical things like wear a mask 
till you sit down and then take off the mask and um and you know to be honest we put up with that for a couple of weeks and then realized nobody's gonna care so we just opened up and put all our tables back in the dining room and because it was either go out of business or get people to come and eat and i think we had fed everybody with our meal kits for so long that they wanted to come and support us after that and it um so yeah we were thankful we could open up again and somehow we got through covid and luckily you know we're in utah where it, the restrictions weren't nearly as severe as you know the east coast and the west coast so yeah thankfully because you know a lot of people a lot of people were put out of work for some things that made sense and a lot of things that didn't so but yeah i'm really glad you're able to ride that wave out you know and and that now though it sounds like it's leading to something i mean i love bear lake so now i just have an excuse to go <laughs> yeah try whatever you're doing up there yeah if we don't see you this summer we'll have to have another chat um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we started in Bear Lake last summer and just kind of jumped in and we didn't really know what we were doing and um, got our butts kicked. I mean, it was just insanity from the day we opened until mid-September when we closed because it's seasonal. And so, um, yeah, now we're just gearing back up to, to do it again, trying to get everybody hired and um, Sienna will work for me this summer again she worked all last summer and had her first job and was actually really awesome and Addie worked as well but she she wants to do her job that she already has this summer up here so and then Haley usually comes up on the weekends and Noah hangs out and yeah it's it, it was it's different because it's just we're consumed by work for 120 days and then we get some time off after school starts. So, oh, that's kind of fun. And barely yeah. get how far away is it for you? Uh, Forty-five minutes. It's not okay. too far. Up one of the prettiest canyons ever. Mm. Yeah, I I drove that canyon hundreds of times last year, and it never got it never got old. <laughs> I I'm I'm assuming it could get old if you get a car wreck in there. It's pretty you'll wait <laughs> a while but yeah hopefully you didn't have that thankfully that hasn't happened yet so yeah. well tell me more or tell us more about the the restaurant then so is it like a more like fast food an actual restaurant or is it does it have a name yeah, yeah. it does <laughs> it's called zips um z-i-p-z uh but don't look at the website because it's the previous owner's website. And oh, dang. I was about we're still working it on it. It's, <laughs> it's pretty bad. A lot of typos, a lot of weird things. Um, but yeah, it was an existing place. And he was just looking to, the guy who started it a few years ago was just looking to get out because his kids were married and he had started it just as something for them to do. And um really popular place just like a burger and place and chicken and so we just tried to elevate it and everything's now from scratch and 
Oh, you know, man. all the restaurants in Bear Lake are very generic, but they're very popular because it's Bear Lake has become an insane destination. And so there's not enough. There's not enough places to stay. There's not enough restaurants. Right. So it's yeah. like, it's just a long line all day long. And so we've just tried to separate ourselves from everybody else by doing scratch food and having fun. So that's awesome. I'm going to kind of pick your brain because I, my computer won't let me do it. But when you come down into Bear Lake, with zips right on the corner there. Yeah. So when you pull into come out of the canyon, you come to like the a T intersection. The T. Yep. And like the most famous restaurant since like the seventies is Lebeau's. Yeah, that's a across the like, street, right? It's it's next door. So we're oh no, okay, I gotcha. Gotcha. And sorry, Jeff, if you're listening, but we're taking all your customers. So <laughs> that's awesome. Well, so I, I, I found a picture. It's adorable. It's such a cute little restaurant. Yeah, it's very. As Haley would say, it's it's a very huntington beach kind of vibe yep yep um but it fits it's just on the lake and it's touristy and um it's very water ski and boat themed and kind of pirate themed and (laughs) um we just pack that place every night and turn on the lights and people stay really late and we had a lot of fun we got our butts kicked like we didn't know what we were doing and the crowds were insane and um, so we have a better idea this year, which might be worse because we know what's coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're just building up right now. So if you guys need a job. <laughs> well, the only thing I could offer is if you need to fix y- your kitchen equipment, I, I, I got you there. <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least welding wise. <laughs> Something's always breaking. So, oh, I'm yep. sure. Have Craig on standby. <laughs> yeah, heck, I'd make that drive. It's, it's, it's funny because we usually head up there every year at least to get a raspberry shake because that's pretty famous. From yeah. really any of the spots right there, so any I feel like all of them offer a, a raspberry shake. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think last summer we, I, I don't know our raspberry count off the top of our head. Obviously, it outsells any shake like four to one. But yeah, people come for their shakes. We did almost 70,000 shakes over the summer. So, wow. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I mean, that town just can't keep up with the demand. So, well, I know the Glenn Price family, we're looking at maybe doing a reunion up there. I don't think this year, but next year. So, Either way, we're going to have to drag everybody up there. That would be great. And since we force everybody to make their new eating destination us instead of next door, (laughs) (laughs) you have to come. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, The hard part was just not having summer. Yeah. Um, But, you know, we were still together quite a bit um because you know Haley I would go home a lot of nights and then 
um, on the weekends Haley bring up Noah and we she would work there on the weekend on Saturdays and the girls were always there working with me and you know good and bad like we grew closer but they also see me running a restaurant that's hectic so I'm right always Short. snapping at somebody yeah, yeah. work mode yeah yep. and I I'm sure they got their fair share because I probably had less patience um but yeah we I my only worry is in the off season Noah and I have had so much fun having some time off that I think the adjustment for him when I go back to work that much will be will be hard yeah so do you stay up there Eric we house the employees um so it's kind of like they come up for the summer and live for the summer so we have a um there's a place but one i'm not gonna go we have so there's a cabin that all the kids stay in and then there was like this little outlier building where i would stay once in a while but the kids even being a hundred yards away in another cabin, you know, when you have 40 kids living in a cabin, <laughs> it, you, they're up till four in the morning. Yeah. Lighting <laughs> fires and shooting things. And, uh, better not so to I, know. <laughs> I just started driving home. And then if it was like a super late night where it was, you know, one or two in the morning before I could go home, I would just stay. But, I would, it was easier to just drive home for 45 minutes than listen to those kids all night. Yeah. So, plus the canyon is like a good way to unwind, like roll down the windows and drive home. So, yeah. And Audible, like there's so many books that I haven't started yet that I'm wanting to listen to. In fact, off topic, but one time when I was commuting to Salt Lake, I was listening to, I don't remember what book, but I was so into this book and I had been gone since like 5 a.m. and Haley came outside. I was in the driveway at like midnight, just sitting in my car because I didn't want (laughs) to turn the audible book off. And oh yeah, I was in trouble. (laughs) I've definitely been there. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to come up a lot. I'm already looking at their menu, and I want to try everything. <laughs> so, some of that still exists. Some is, and what exists is now, you know, from scratch. But there's been a yeah. lot, quite a bit of changes. Because um, that menu is just, I mean, it worked because it's a super popular place and gets really good reviews. But we just wanted to you know, make it ours. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't want to fix anything that obviously wasn't broken, but if it could be made a little better by making it scratch, then we did, which is actually turning out good for us because everybody else, because of COVID and food costs and prices on everything, they've gone the opposite way. Everybody else, they're buying everything frozen and, uh, you know, there's a, people There's notice that yeah so, so like the the restaurants that have been around for 30 years suddenly they're not putting out great food and 
So we're slowly gonna win them all over. So hopefully that's the goal. Yeah, we got faith in you. You work yeah. too hard to not to not do it. It sounds like. Well, we hope it works. It's been it's been a good learning experience, I think, for all of us as a family. So we're ready for year two, I think. <laughs> when does it? When do you open? Um, we're going to try to open uh, probably the second weekend of May. And then just, just be before open Memorial. On, yeah. And then those two weekends before just be open like Friday and Saturday. And then once and then after Memorial Day, just nonstop. So. Um, that is really cool. Assuming we can get enough. We're, we're struggling to get kids to come work this year. So, so all those, else is. all those older high school kids and college kids that are in the family that would like a job this summer should give you a call. Is that yes, right? Yes, call me. We will house you and feed you and um, yell at you. Uh, yeah, of course. We should get some of Scott's kids to come and yes. do it. Get them I out here. Eric and is the new Uncle Doug. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Sorry, Doug Uncle of Doug, Utah. That's right. <laughs> do you have any favorite memories of grandma or granddad? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I have so many. Um, you know, we live in Utah growing up where, you know, Craig is the same way, but um, so we spent a lot of time at grandma and grandpa's house. Um, but my favorite memories, especially with grandma are when we were in elementary school, we did, what was it called? Year round school. Okay. So you'd be off track well, we called it off track every few months you'd have a month off you know yeah yeah and we always spent that at grandma and grandpa's and so um this seems insane now because you'd get arrested if you did this to your kid but my mom would put me on the bus and buy me <laughs> treats and send me to ogden <laughs> and grandma would pick me up and I, we loved it because, and this is, these are some of my favorite grandma memories are, we would go to Harmon's to go grocery shopping uh -huh. and she would buy craft singles. Ah, uh, yeah. And <laughs> my, my dad never bought those. Like I grew to love my dad's sandwich shopping later in life. Cause he, there was always good stuff for sandwiches like real cheese and meat yeah but grandma knew i loved like craft singles and golden grams <laughs> and she would stock up for when, I, for when i was there and so we ate a lot of cheese sandwiches and a lot of golden grams so i think those are my favorite grandma memories um and you guys remember like building forts with like the modular couch up oh, in the yes. living room. Yep. And, um 
you know, we'd have to, when we were little, when grandpa still worked, grandma would be like, okay, it's five o'clock. Let's put the couch back. (laughs) She didn't want grandpa to come home and be cranky that we had made a big mess of everything. Um, I, with grandpa, I think, so two of my favorite memories of grandpa are one, him letting me mow the lawn with his driving mower. Yes. Uh, and those big, ridiculous earmuffs. Yes, I was going to say yes. ear protection. Earmuffs. Yep. And yep. that gray bomber jacket that he always wore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I loved mowing the lawn. Like Tom and I loved that. One memory, well, two things that really stand out other than that with Grandpa are once somebody ran over one of those Tom cats, those feral cats that were always running around the property. Yep. yep. And it was flat as a pancake <laughs> on the driveway. Like I, I was really little, but he made me clean it up. <laughs> um, and it was traumatizing, but so that stands out with Grandpa. Yeah. And then your fear, your hatred cats. for cats. Yeah, <laughs> it Started came right from Grandpa. There. Yeah. We always had cats growing up, and I remember one time Grandma and Grandpa were at our house in Orem. And we were eating breakfast and grandpa gave me this very detailed story about how our cat had jumped on their bed in the middle of the night. <laughs> and he demonstrated to me how he tucked his legs like up to his chest <laughs> and he got his feet under the cat. <laughs> and in grandpa's words, he sent it flying, but he said, Get the heads, you filthy beast. <laughs> <laughs> That's always been a favorite memory. But actually, now I can, I think my all time favorite memory, sorry, this just popped into my head, was um, and shout out to Inger for this. But um, when I was in high school, Inger, um, and my timeline might be off, but Inger and Amy were roommates at, at college. Um, so we we saw a lot of Inger and uh, we had a lot of fun. But one time it was a Sunday and you know how it was with Grandma and Grandpa Lake. Oh, yes. Very strict Sundays. Yep. yep. And you couldn't watch TV and like it was just very different. Like TV, like football or whatever was on at our house growing up was was like Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, church was obviously a big part of that, but the TV was Sunday night. Like That's what you did, you know? So it was hard to stay at Grandma and Grandpa's on a Saturday night because you knew Sunday was going to be so boring. <laughs> so, and one time we were there, I was probably 16 or 17. And I was there and I didn't have church clothes and probably intentionally thinking, oh, I won't have to go to church. (laughs) But grandpa took me to his closet (laughs) and told me to find church clothes. Um, So Inger took on the task of finding my wardrobe for church (laughs) that day. And I wore this, um, (laughs) these like gray... I don't even know what they're called. 
these gray slacks, but they were like super flexible. Like <laughs> now everybody wears stretchy jeans, but this was like old school. Like belt. I know like exactly what you're talking about. They had the pleat down the center. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Craig um, knows those pants. Yep. Inger found this like butterfly collared, like long sleeve, like funky shirt like yes. in the closet. And so I I wore the pants and that shirt, but but I wore it open so like my chest <laughs> was showing. And I had like Birkenstocks and some sunglasses on. <laughs> and grandma and grandpa were sitting on the front row and we waited till the meeting started and I like strutted into the chapel. <laughs> and the look I got from grandpa was just I, I think grandma loved every minute of it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but grandpa was just shocked. So, but yeah, I think those are some of my, those are, that's what comes to mind when I think of that. And just, I love that grandma got to spend, um, like Noah got, not that he'll remember, but we have a lot of photos of Noah as a baby with, with grandma. So, which we loved. And then um, last thing with, on memories of grandma and grandpa, when, when we got married, um, grandma sent, you know, the pins we got at the funeral yeah, with like your, your number on it. Yeah. yeah. And you know, everybody knew their number. Like I knew I was number 30, like my whole life. <laughs> and hopefully that's right. Um, but when we got married, grandma sent number pins to Haley and the girls. Oh, and it was so sweet. And like, we still have those pins, but they're number 200, 201, 202, I believe. And she, she just, those girls were automatically like part of her family. And like, they got the letters with the $5 bill. Yeah. And it was just instant and it was very like it was just the sweetest thing and it was very barb like for for grandma Margaret to to include them. So and I don't know if the girls have a lot of memories of grandma but but it left like a huge impression on Haley. So that is awesome. And it, it is very grandma she includes everyone and makes made them all feel all of us feel like we were special yeah absolutely like very it was a very judgment-free place with grandma yeah one time grandma had a cookie jar and it was filled with these like green caramels for like christmas time like green and red okay okay and she had told me I couldn't have any more. And then she <laughs> caught me later that day, like sitting on the counter. I was like five, <laughs> just like with my hand full of caramels <laughs> from the cookie jar. And I got a big lecture on when she says no more, it means no more. <laughs> so, but do you guys remember grandpa? You know, it was always when we prayed at night, it was always get on your prayer bones. Yes. Get on your prayer bones. That's, um, that's awesome. I, I 
say it to to the girls all the time <laughs> and I'm sure they just think I'm an idiot but <laughs> and then you know the please let me go Oh Dear yes, love, sweet loving, Dear grandfather, loving sweet grandfather. Please let yeah. me. Yeah, you know. um, I was I was gonna ask Eric because uh, Cammy, you may remember this, but the happy birthday, happy happy <laughs> birthday. Oh, oh yes, my family still <laughs> sings that every oh, time. 100 percent. Oh man! Yeah. Wow, full send. Oh, I remember it. My family certainly did not carry that on <laughs> it's fun to hear everybody's memories too because it, it kind of rejogs my memory of, of stuff but i same with the birthday thing grandma had this crazy looking clown ice cream scooper that used to laugh at you <laughs> but <laughs> i don't remember that you don't remember that one either uh-uh. no one time I was staying at Grandma and Grandpa's, I bet I was like 15, and there was a neighbor across the street. His name was Justin. It was a Sunday, but it had snowed a ton, and Justin had came over to the house and asked me if I wanted to come out and like have a snowball fight. And so Grandpa told me it was my choice, but... You know, <laughs> he laid on the, the grandpa guilt and told me like it wasn't an appropriate Sunday activity, but I was old enough to make the decision. So I went outside for hours and played in the snow. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you neighbor. totally went out. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I didn't do it in a disrespectful way, but I just, I remember I was like, well, we're not doing anything wrong. Like, um, but I remember waiting for grandpa to say something to me after and he didn't, he just, I just went inside and it was just like a normal evening. So hmm. credit to grandpa for letting me make the decision and then not getting on my case afterwards. Yeah. It was good times. Mm-hmm. I actually, I actually think about that house quite often and it really was a fun yard to just play in. It had a lot of grass played volleyball and I don't know it was just fun to ride bikes on a u-shaped driveway and I think great times up there like the garage loft kind of played into that and then the ping pong table in the back like there was a lot to do oh yeah we loved the loft good grief yeah Uh, cramming up there and sleeping up there because I think you guys were probably pretty young when grandpa built that yeah but yeah we'd stay up there really late playing cards and um getting snacks from the kitchen so many quirky (laughs) things about that house like i know they redid it years later but that like exit out to the backyard like when i was a kid i didn't go near that it was like a dungeon (laughs) yeah that was the scariest I didn't like going downstairs by myself when I was really little. Yeah. The family room, nobody ever really went in there except to sleep, I feel like. But the other rooms, like the yellow room and the blue room, with like the 10,000 pencil sharpeners on the wall. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Which I actually have uh, 
one of those sharpeners is actually on Noah's dresser that grandma gave me before she moved in with Aunt Lynette. But oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it's actually funny you bring up the pencil sharpeners because my boys, they're they're Ariana's, my wife's grandma that lives upstairs, she has some of the same ones that grandma had, and it and it did give me that that big memory of that that in the sewing room had a big tin full of buttons oh, i don't remember that that's yeah. that either um i got to walk through the house when the grandma was moving my mom and i went up there and she wanted us to like take something or two things that you know reminded us of her you know as we've all gotten older we've kind of lost contact but what i love about the price family is and i could say this for both sides of our prices um on my dad's side as well as two huge families but we're separated by so many years like where we talk but it's just there's always that closeness so and credit to grandma and grandpa for that i think I remember going to your parents' house, whether I can't remember what it was for because there's so many family things that went on. And but we're there in the house in Orem, and somehow I got to, to stay like the weekend, or I don't even know if it was on Sunday and then it was summer and I didn't have school. But somehow I ran, I, and, you know, your mom's like, I stayed in Stan's room with him. And the next day, like it was Sunday, and I remember this is awesome. I get to watch TV with Uncle Doug downstairs. <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> but then the next day we didn't have anything going on. And so it had to have been like a, like we were there Friday or something and then Saturday. And then maybe the thing was on Sunday. But I I watched the great the great escape with your dad, which is like a way long movie. And I'd never seen a war movie in my life until your dad showed me that. And I had to have been like 12. And I was like mesmerized by that movie. And your dad's like, yeah, I love this movie. And I don't know. So for me, it was like, it was cool to just sit and watch a movie with your dad. With like, it was like me standing your dad, nobody else, just chilling. <laughs> That's great. I love that. And yes, I've seen every war movie. <laughs> we And The Great Escape is definitely one of them. It's a Steve McQueen movie, great movie. Yep. Yeah, um, but yeah, we watched westerns, and my dad would let me stay up late quite a bit when everybody else had gone to bed, and he and I would watch Mash. Oh yeah, Cheers. <laughs> and I wasn't supposed to talk about watching Cheers because you know it was for a little boy. It was like off color. Yes, <laughs> but that was my that was my dad's favorite show, and so he would let me oh. stay up now and then. We'd watch Cheers and then watch an episode of MASH and he'd tell me to go to bed. So, That's awesome. But yeah, yeah and... if it was a Western or Gunsmoke or anything, anything John Wayne, we've seen it. We've watched it a million times. <laughs> Craig, I'll tell you my favorite memory of your mom. We were at our cabin and like when we were at the cabinet with either our family or a lot of times members of you know my dad's family because it was the family cabin yeah um, so when like the 
the other price side, the Cal price side came up. It was always funner for me because <laughs> we didn't, you guys weren't up there as much. Yeah. Um, but I remember sitting around the table and your mom was teaching us California words. <laughs> and, and she was actually talking to like Amy and Inger and like the older girls. But I was listening, but she taught us what that all the kids use the word hella. Yeah. And hecka. Hecka. Yeah. And that's uh, so funny. Yeah, I thought your mom was so cool because she because she swore. <laughs> oh so, that's my that... favorite Aunt Nancy memory. When Uncle Andy was sick, like um it really like created a bond with like myself and Andy Jr. and Inger. I was already really close with Inger, but um it's just I feel like it connected me to the Bjorns in an interesting way. Um and it's interesting like ten years later that bond is just still just as close as it was that um the first time I went and visited, so they moved there while I was there. Yeah. And, you know, I was just a single bachelor guy just working. And so I had time to like, uh, they didn't live very far from me. So I would go hang out like on Sundays just with Aunt Arlene and Uncle Andy. And they hadn't lived there more than a couple months when he was diagnosed. And I went to the hospital one day and they were feeding him just like pure crap. <laughs> and I was disgusted. And like, I said, Oh, I'm going to bring you lunch tomorrow. And the doctor was right there. And he's like, no, he can only eat the hospital food. And like, I was, I was livid. And I said, then, you know, I'm sure I swore, but <laughs> then feed him something halfway decent. Like, like I get it. If it was healthy, so I just started bringing him lunch a few days a week, him and Aunt Arlene. And um, yeah, and then the kids would come and visit and help. And But like I was at their house when Uncle Andy passed away. And like it was a very like solemn but like very spiritual evening. Yeah. And yeah. Andy gave his, Andy gave Uncle Andy this just, incredible I don't know if it was a blessing or if it was just a prayer but um, it was just fascinating actually and yeah it really drew me to Andy in like a way that very surprised me like I hope this podcast does the same thing because it brings back all these memories for me when we chat and I love it appreciate you guys listening to the podcast we look forward to interviewing all of you and as grandma price would say see you in the morning